think this post is the most tenuously linked. Hello and welcome to the Plant and Fats Advent Calendar. We're on day 23, which is actually the last of our days when we talk about plants or pipettes or things related to Christmas. Giant and cats that eat people without clo- new clothes. <laughs> cushions, um, anything like this. And this is actually a story that I think I wrote about it because I've, I've been a bit fascinated with this subject for a while and I wanted to write this post and I just hadn't had a chance. So I grasped onto the fact that it gets cold <laughs> in Christmas and I, I grasped even harder onto the fact that my favorite highly problematic Christmas song is the one that's called Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure all of you know the you know creepiest song. Like... Of is that is that a Christmas song? No, it's not related to Christmas. It's just related it, it, to like creepy dating. No, it's it's played at Christmas. I think it is because it's got that wintry baby. It's cold outside. It's sort of a Christmas song, but it mm-hmm. is one of those things that in the last years people have been like, mm, maybe just like no means no. So the, the the song is a man being like, the woman's I I really must go, and the man's just like, no, it's cold outside, baby, stay here. And you know the 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 story unfolds that she's trying to put her coat and hat. She's trying to leave, and he's sort of luring her back in. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's fine if I sing the male part. That's that's my opinion. If I put on my Elvis voice and do the boober, it's cold outside. <laughs> I mean, to my male friends, it's okay. Is a stretch in like many it's less different not okay, I would understanding. Say. <laughs> you can outrun me, is what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it's a creepy song, but I kind of I I didn't hear about this song until a couple of years ago, and it sort of this it became one of these songs that it's my song with one of our very close friends, and whenever I hear the song, I think of him. So that's also quite. I'm sure he also thinks of me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so this... P- <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you, know, you know, you guys, we always make these commitments. Like, let's do 100 facts. Let's do 24 days of Christmas. And then, you know, <laughs> 90% of the way in, we have regrets. And here we are on day 23 of 24, and there are some regrets. Um... I wanted to talk about it being cold outside and more specifically about how organisms deal with the cold. And Yoram already sort of touched on that when he talked about evergreen plants, which was way back on day... Fill me in, Yoram. I, I, I don't know. It was It's all a blur for me, but I can tell you it's day five with like my cool. very quick research. On day five. Um... So he mentioned that some plants sort of, in order to not freeze internally, they pump their cellular space. They they sort of uh, accumulate sugars and other molecules so that the liquid inside their cells is less watery and is more sugar solution. And this basically works in the same way as ice cream works. If you think like if you put just milk into the freezer, it sets quite hard. But if you pour a ton of sugar into that milk, it no longer sets so hard. And that's actually how you make ice cream extra creamy is just by adding a ton of sweet stuff in there. And that's yep. what plants are doing as well. They're preventing the ice crystal formation. They're preventing these big shards of ice from piercing through their cells and turning them into like leap little freezer lettuce, basically. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like... So, so disappointing when you have like leftover herbs and you think like I'm just gonna freeze them and then you take out like some some coriander a month later and it's just like this completely limp brown mess and it's just like I, 
I I just should have thrown it out. Like you can't freeze that stuff. No antifreeze <laughs> molecules in there. Yeah, so I mean this this kind of sugar method, the ice cream method is one of the the things that plants do. And in fact, like generally speaking, plant cells are not entirely water. They have sugars, and if you add more and more sugars, you can get a freezing temperature of that fluid or like of lower or as well as like as well as preventing these ice crystals from forming. Also when you add sugars, you lower the freezing temperature. So maybe the example here to use is like putting salt on the road, right? Yeah. So I mean, salt has also got some some friction, but you know, it's it's lowering the freezing temperature. So the the, the plant cell, plant sap, it's got about minus three degrees Celsius as opposed to a normal zero degrees freezing of water. So it's already doing that. But there's these things called antifreeze proteins, which, as the name suggests, prevent freezing, and they can pull down that number even lower. So they can basically work to keep plant juices from freezing even as temperatures drop into the sub-zero. They're 500 times more effective at lowering the freezing temperature than other solute molecules. So if you're adding like one molecule of, of some salt or some sugars, if you add like one molecule equivalent of these antifreeze proteins, 500 times more effect. Just mm-hmm. really, really impressive. So a lot of bang for your buck. Okay, so that's that's one method is to sort of change the properties at which the cells actually freeze. As it turns out, actually, there's antifreeze proteins across all walks of life. And the antifreeze proteins in fish species use that method. They sort of lower the freezing temperature. But the ones in plants do something a little bit different. And they're going back to the ice cream method. Their aim is that when ice crystals start to form, they sort of block the ice crystal from forming. So usually an ice crystal sort of like ruptures out in all directions and you just get this kind of you know, shards. Yeah, it's like, like really a snowflake, but then it grows on that. Like you have like a, uh, in multiple directions, you get like these sharp edges that are growing outward. Yeah, and basically the role of the antifreeze proteins is that they cling to the ice as it starts to form and they basically hold it inwards. And instead of having these rapid dagger-like shootings of, of ice, you get confinement into the sort of the smallest hexagonal circular space so they they really sort of hold down the ice crystal and keep it into the sort of smallest volume as possible mm-hmm. and at the end of the day it's it's not the being cold that's really damaging it's the the sharpness the the yeah. damage of like the the rupture that is is hurting yeah. the plant so yeah, just like anti- how how if you have a pipe that freezes uh, and the ice expands, it can like rupture through like the metal pipe. It can rupture through a cell wall um, and or any other membranes and then permanently destroy them. Uh, and these cr- these antifreeze proteins that just like keep lots and lots of small sort of like grains of ice that each individual like they don't really cause any harm and then the entire cell can deal like is not punctured and stays intact. Yeah. So AFPs, antifreeze proteins are pretty cool. And as I mentioned, like AFPs are found also in some other species like fish, you know, the ones that live in deep icy waters. Uh, But not just AFPs, but other antifreezing mechanisms are also found across all types of different plants. There's at least 60 different plant species that have some sort of mechanism to keep themselves from freezing um, or intercellular mechanism, mechanism, I should say. Um, yeah. yeah, and that is 
that's how our green friends survive when it's 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 cold outside. <laughs> yeah, I I have to think about like these these algae that grow in the Arctic. Like there are these um, red algae blooms that um, are very interesting because they change the absorbance of ice sheets um, from like being mostly reflective, which is good if you want to have a cooler Earth, to mostly absorbing sunlight um which is bad if you want to have a cooler earth uh and they're also like they're literally growing on the snow sheets where you have sub-zero temperatures and they still mm -hmm. manage to grow they also must have some sort of like protective mechanisms inside to 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 have enough like either liquid water available or like adapted proteins that they can actually still grow and do cellular metabolism while essentially being frozen I think a, a lot of those ones get around it by sort of letting themselves become quite desiccated. They get rid of the water yeah. and they almost dry out and they go into a stasis. So they, they're not really that active yeah. at the time and then they spring back to life again. Yeah. Anyway, that was our Advent Day 23, which is the last of our plant fact days, I think. And so then we have one last one tomorrow for you. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.